0: Rainmaker FM.
1: This podcast is brought to you by CopyBlogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Head over to CopyBlogger.com to learn more. That's CopyBlogger.com. Happy New Year, everybody, and coffee for your family. We are coming to you first time in 2020. Today, I'm really excited because Brian Clark is here with us today, and we have an exciting announcement to make. So, Brian, welcome. Happy New Year.
0: Thank you. As I mentioned, I'm either about to come down with the flu or I'm having a psychosomatic episode. Either one. It's kind of interesting, but. Uh, It's good to be here on the show, good to be here for a new year, and uh, good to be talking about the latest, and I guess the final, at least for now, transition in uh, the copy blogger hierarchy, if you will. We have a new business partner, is what I'm trying to get at.
1: Yeah, and he's actually here with us right now, sitting in the same room as me.
0: I know. Both of you guys are in Nashville. I have uh, refused to relocate. Um, I tried to get these guys to move to Boulder, but they wouldn't do it that the cold weather you guys don't like, or, or just the general classiness. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it
2: is.
0: (laughs) You know, I know there are some fine folks there in Nashville. Uh, (laughs) Daryl told me I always hang out in the wrong part of town. (laughs) You're like, you're with all the tourists, man. You can't be around there. You've got to. So Daryl's gonna continue to show me the the better places in Nashville. I know it's a it's a hip and growing town. I mean, you guys are growing like crazy,
1: yeah, we are, and it's a super fun place to be. There's lots of people like Tim and I cool uh, kids
0: cool, cool kids. kid. you are the two cool kids for sure
1: <laughs> for sure. so Tim, welcome uh officially on the podcast and thank officially you. as a partner uh, and copy blocker,
0: yeah, so should we talk about the uh what happened here?
1: Yeah, let's talk about it. And Brian, why don't you take this first step? Because you and Tim actually have a relationship. And I think people will know a little bit about who Tim is once you give context.
0: Yeah. So just to recap what's happened in the last six months. So um when I got back from sabbatical, we had um me and uh my partners since 2010, the ones who built copyblogger media and did 70 million dollars in business. We sold Studio Press, we sold Rainmaker, and then it was like, what next? Um, we still had CopyBlogger as a platform, which remains incredibly powerful, still had the audience, but we had kind of sold off all the software, all the hosting, all, everything. So I had uh, three partners, Sean, Tony, and Sonia, and we're kind of like, okay, what do we do? You know, do we sell CopyBlogger? You know, it was kind of still emotionally attached to my baby. Um, so that wasn't the easiest decision, but what we ended up doing was Daryl ended up buying out those three partners and, uh, becoming, uh, partners with me and Brian Gardner, who was the founder of studio press, who was still on board. Um, he and Daryl have done, uh, some projects together. Brian, has now moved on to uh, something new. I'm not entirely sure what he's up to. It's kind of stealth, early stage stuff. But long and short of it was, Brian was no longer really into copyblogger. I think he did us a a great favor by introducing Daryl to the three partners and helping facilitate that transaction. But when it came down to it, he was ready to move on as well. Meanwhile, Actually, before Daryl came on board at Copyblogger, I became partners with Tim Stoddard in Your Boulder. For those of you who may remember, I have a a local site in Boulder at yourbolder.com. It's been around for a while. It's a very powerful local site, but I never really had time to properly turn it into a business. So Tim came along with a proposal and said, hey... Why don't we partner up on this? I've got some ideas and I can work on the site and, uh, you know, kind of bring it out of hiatus. I basically, when I was gone, I put it on on hold because I wasn't working all that much. (laughs) That's the whole point of a sabbatical. Anyway, so Tim and I became partners in that project. And of course, I was completely impressed with his abilities, range from just general business expertise, digital marketing, and specifically SEO. And that, like I said, a very powerful local platform in Boulder where it made sense to continue to focus on the SEO aspects of that site, uh, even though, for example, with Further and Unemployable, I don't worry about SEO that much. Okay, so fast forward, Gardner says, hey, what do you guys think about uh, buying me out? Daryl and I briefly discussed just, you know, using our own cash and, and paying Brian off to go. And it would be the two of us. But then Tim found out about this situation and he and Daryl talked about it again. They're both there in Nashville and had met. I guess you guys first started talking because I had them involved in, uh, as guest in an unemployable project I did last fall. Anyway, they start talking. Tim says, Hey, you know, I've got some cash. I'd love to be a partner in Blogger. And again, when you think of Blogger and the platform that it is since 2006, something like Tim knows the exact number, but I think it's like 4 million backlinks. It's it's amazing. You, you couldn't replicate what Copyblogger is today, at least not for any reasonable amount of money. So again, like your boulder, it was like, yes, even though I don't pay attention to SEO too much in my new projects, with Blogger, it's a no-brainer. You know, this is a very powerful, uh, well-placed platform in in uh, Google. So Tim's skill set was just perfect. I trust him. He's great to work with. I like him. And he was right there in Nashville along with Daryl. So basically, Tim bought Brian Gardner out, and now it's the three of us. And they are, are over there in Nashville, you know, talking behind my back all the time. But that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, with my background in conversion and building products and Tim's background in generating traffic and leads, it's a really great partnership. We're really excited. Uh, You know, Tim and I have been working behind the scenes and Brian, you and I had teased at this last fall at some of the changes that were going to be happening with Copyblogger coming up. And I'm excited to announce that some of those are going to be happening as soon as January now that Tim is on board uh, you're going to see some changes to the copy website you're going to see some changes in how we um, publish our content you're going to see some changes in how we organize our content and we're going to dive into more than that and Tim and I are going to do a deep dive on that next week um, but we're really excited but Tim I want to spend the next few minutes like learning more about you and obviously we know this context of your boulder with Brian Clark mm-hmm. but you actually have some pretty impressive projects that you work on outside of that with, with Brian and, and what has brought you to this point and what kind of things have you worked on that have given you the set of, uh, SEO driving traffic and, and other projects that you have behind the scenes.
2: Yeah. Well, first off, thanks guys for being a part of this journey with me. And I'm also very excited about the opportunity to work on copy blogger. And, um, this this whole journey, me and Dara were kind of joking about how the stars sort of perfectly aligned for all of this to take place. Uh, I think I think the thing for me to first recognize is that the skill set that I've been able to develop over the last ten years, a lot of that I learned through reading Copyblogger every day. When I when I first approached Brian about your boulder, when he and I had lunch not too long ago, he was kind of making fun of me because of the email that I sent. Uh, he could tell that I was, I was kind of nervous to approach him. But, uh, the fact of the matter is that I've been a fan of copy blogger and I've been a fan of content marketing for years and years and years. And it, it, it played a a huge role in my development as an entrepreneur and as somebody who is, um, obviously invested in, in online marketing. So, so to give that a little bit of context, my journey started about 10 years ago. I, I had some personal things going on in my life. I, I am from Philadelphia, but I moved to South Florida. And you know i I just was learning about blogs, and I was always a writer. if If there's kind of a foundation behind my skill set, although I think SEO is probably where um where I, I found the most success, I, I think the background of my SEO was still that that I'm a writer. So writing is something that I always really enjoyed. And you know, about nine years ago, i I started my first blog spot. back when that was still a thing. And I I would wake up and I would just start blogging about things that were going on in my life. And then eventually I started being able to connect the dots behind, you know, how are people getting to my site? How are they finding out about me? Uh, It was through that that I kind of learned about keywords and I learned about organic traffic and how to, I don't want to use the word manipulate because that, that truly isn't the right context, but being able to set the architecture of websites in a specific way so that they answer people's questions. Because when you do that and when you can solve problems for people, um, that's essentially how Google starts to recognize you as an authority. And, you know, it was a really long process. Like anything to get good at something, you have to practice and practice. So I I started my own SEO agency. You know, my agency grew to... I think at one point we had uh, 12 employees and, you know, clients from all across the country and even some across the world. Uh, that's been a, a really great uh, experience for me in my life, both as an SEO, but also on, on a personal note, like it was, it's really great to build businesses with people. And then I, I got involved in a lot of different lead generation type businesses. So uh, one of the things that me and Daryl have been talking about that I'm most excited about is I've always wanted to do uh, what copy and what studio press and, and what Daryl did where you create products. Um, and then you use, you, you use community and you use traffic to be able to uh, sell products and sell information to people. I've never been able to go that route. And so I'm super excited to learn from Brian and from Daryl about, uh, how to be able to actually create these products that, that people are going to find really,
0: really valuable. Very cool. Very cool. So Daryl, I mean, between the two of us, we're kind of a twin threat there with product development. And then we've got Tim backing us up. It's going to be quite interesting to see. Now, I'm working on a new product for all of you out there. It's going to be, I'm excited about it. I think you'll be excited about it, or I wouldn't do it. Um, And that will hopefully be out by the end of Q1. But Daryl and Tim, can you give a little bit of a preview of what you'll be diving into next week as far as some of the more structural, maybe behind-the-scenes elements of what you can do with a, you know, what is it now, 14-year-old site as of next week? Wow. I didn't even realize that was coming up. (laughs) I think it was January 9th, 2006. So give us a little teaser of what you guys have planned.
2: Yeah, I am so excited about the the work that is going to take place on the website so uh first off when you say that you haven't paid attention to seo like people (laughs) you're really not joking about that there's hardly any technical technical seo uh, on copyblogger.com so for me personally i see it as like this not just an opportunity but this blank slate of really just endless seo possibilities so without getting too technical, the first thing that we're going to do is restructure the website. You know, we want to organize all the content. We want to make it so that the blog and the podcast and, um, some of the new courses and some of the other things that we got going on are going to be easily accessible. Uh, but also, and I guess to set Daryl up with this, he's come up with this really, really amazing way to organize the content so that, uh, Everything that you can learn about one particular facet of online marketing is sort of bunched together in this way that makes it so that you can uh, digest everything from front to beginning um, in you know one, one sitting, be able to hit pause on it and come back and, and pick up where you left off. So that's going to take a little bit more work and, and we're still working on that, but I'm really excited to get that going too. Yeah,
1: we'll talk more about this. And I'm actually really excited to announce that Pat Flynn is going to be on the podcast this month. And we're going to talk about uh, what he and I did through my agency to do this for Smart Passive Income as well. So we're really going to do a deep dive this month on this new type of content strategy. And and just to give a brief, like scratch the surface a little bit here, I've talked about it in the past and I taught Brian about this. Um, um, Brian, I taught about this in your community for the unemployable uh, community is The Netflix style of content publishing or content strategy now, you know, if you think about you talking about January 2006 when this blog started, like blogs all existed in the exact same way. You Mm -hmm. posted one thing one day, the next day you posted another thing and you just created a stack of content that was organized maybe by categories, uh, but it was categorized by date published. And if you think about how we want to consume content now and how we've been conditioned to consume content in our entertainment spaces uh, and in podcasts and other types of learning, uh, we consume content differently than just the date in which it was written and published. Like there's got to be a more strategic way that content is organized and published. Uh, and so we're going to dive really deep into that. My my strategy that I've helped implement with, you know, other other clients through the agency that I own, um, that we're going to be releasing, you know, kind of on a slow rollout in copy blogger, you know, because there are over 4,000 blog posts, copy yeah. CopyBlogger. There's a lot of content there. Um, but just to think about a new way of organizing content and think about it as a narrative and think about it as a series and think about it as what content makes the most sense to come next, not just what was the next content that I wrote or what was the most recent thing to be published before or after this, or what's, you know, just in a general category. And so we're going to dive a little bit deep and, and we will get really technical on some of the SEO things to think about when you organize your content this way, because there are things to be aware of and things to learn. And there are pros and cons of organizing content this way. And there are things that are going to help increase your traffic. There are things that could decrease your traffic uh, if you organize this in a, in a haphazard way. So Um, We're going to talk about how you can do this, whether you have no blog posts or whether you have 4,000 blog posts. And what's going to be really fun is you'll actually get to watch us as we unroll this on Copyblogger uh, in January, February, and March of this year. And we'll continue to talk about it because I think it's a really, really important topic.
0: Yeah, this is really fascinating to me because in my defense, Tim, between 2006 and 2010, uh, we did pay attention to SEO. And then by we, I mean me. It was only me. Um, Yeah. But yeah, no, Daryl, what you're saying makes sense. And it made sense to me back then. You know, Copyblogger was one of the first sites to kind of try not to be a blog. In fact, I used to write in series. So like the first 10 articles I wrote on Copyblogger were about copywriting. And then I took those and I organized them on a landing page, what I called a content landing page. I, I think now that's called the hub approach. It wasn't called anything back then. And then I did that over and over and over again. And every one of those target keyword phrases, copyblog would rank in the top three, if not number one. In fact, I still think we rank number one for copywriting. The problem being, or or maybe it's not a problem given the run we went on, but that kind of ended around 2010 when I became CEO of the, you know, the, the larger company. And we really started focusing on. Email and building that audience, which of course Daryl knows better than anyone how valuable that is. Um, so we we would took all those content landing pages and those series of articles and turned them into ebooks as a way to get more people on the list, and it worked. And then we went on this run and you know made lots and lots of money. But yeah, the consequence of that is it the the site became more blog like. Uh, which is interesting to me because I never really wanted it to be that way. But once I wasn't running content anymore, I, you know, I had other things to worry about. So I didn't, I didn't worry about it too much. And obviously when things are going well, you don't worry about uh, fixing what's not broken, but seeing the work you did on Pat Flynn's site, it makes perfect sense. It really does.
1: And I think what's really exciting about this partnership is that Tim and I are products of your forward-thinking and copy blogger back in 2006 to 2010, and co- like copy blogger at the time was, and and much beyond 2010. Don't get me wrong. I don't I don't want it to sound like it only ended in 2010, but it it was the leader in content marketing and teaching these strategies, and not just teaching these strategies, but being an example of these strategies. And, and I think what's really exciting is with Tim and I coming on, and and you know we're in a different phase of our career, and we both own agencies that focus on some of these strategies outside of Copyblogger. Uh, is that we can continue as Copyblogger to be progressive and to think about organizing content marketing and content that's published online in a progressive way. And I think that we're, you're going to hear us talk about stuff that I don't think is talked about widely as far as content strategy. And, and I'm really excited about that because it, it, it brings back this really nostalgic part of my, mm. my, my, my heart towards mm-hmm. copy of what it meant to me and what we now can be for many other people. And, and, and people who have come to expect that from copy will be con- continually able to have that experience because we're going to continue to be incredibly progressive in how we talk about traffic strategies and content strategies. And and we're going to continue that mantle that Brian, you set out 2006 to 2010 and beyond. Uh, and I'm just really excited because we're not just writers. We're also practitioners outside of what we do at copy blogger and the work we do at copy blogger tim and i are also practitioners and and learning from clients we have and implementing with clients that we have and and we can take that practice and and share what we're doing not only with copy blogger but but also beyond
0: well there's no doubt that i'm getting a benefit from my hardworking millennial partners you know this warms my gen x heart uh (laughs) but really uh you guys have your head on right, because you're really thinking in terms of benefits to the audience. And it's always the copy blogger audience that I've always point to as, you know, that was, that was the reason for our success. Uh, And uh, I never lose sight of that. And I think that somehow got beaten into you guys (laughs) because you, I, you don't need any direction from me to say, put the audience first. You guys just naturally are there. And if anything, I think Copy legacy made that clear to people that when you succeed in digital marketing, it's because you're serving an audience of people and putting what they need first. And when that happens, uh, everyone benefits.
2: Yeah, I'm really glad that you said that, Brian, because that that is the thing that I feel uh, is is most rewarding about being part of of this team and about this new adventure that we have in front of us i've i've spent hours and hours and hours just thinking of ways that i can provide value to people that i've worked for and people that have read my content and people that maybe i've I've consulted with and all of that has come from from the ethos of what copyblogger has always been so my dedication on this project is just going to be to teach as much as we possibly can to as many people as we possibly can. We, there's a lot to give. I, I know, I know how to teach uh, SEO. I know how to teach people to drive traffic to their websites and sell their services and sell their products and, you know, build a, a side business, a business that can feed them and their families and, and do great things for their lives. And so I'm 100% dedicated to keep Ah, uh, to keeping the audience-first mentality that that CopyBlogger has always been about, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just so excited. Like I haven't stopped thinking about this. Me and Daryl talk about it every day. Uh, it, it's going to be great.
1: Speaking of that, Brian, you and I talked about uh, you know a new wave of education and what you did differently with Unemployable uh, in the launch of the fall and the community that you created there, and we're going to be creating something similar with CopyBlogger. But could you just speak like? Briefly, like sixty seconds, about what we're going to be releasing for Copy Blogger in uh, the first part of this year. That's going to mirror what you learned from Unemployable.
0: Yeah, it's uh, well. I think what I did with Unemployable is really a reflection of the changed context that we're all facing, uh, whether we identify as entrepreneurs or freelancers or you know in-house digital marketers, what have you. Um, The last decade was interesting, and I think that's the biggest understatement I could say. I mean, you know, ever since social media went mainstream, which happened right around 2010, everything went kind of nutty, and really, social media went mainstream because of the introduction of the smartphone in 2007, so you can just see how technology and connection Uh, It's not all utopia, like we thought at the early internet, but not by any stretch of the imagination. But it's still fascinating. There's still potential for more positive than negative, I think. But we're now coming into a decade, I think, that's going to make last decade look tame. And we're going to be looking at AI. We're going to be looking at augmented reality. We're going to be looking at other technology advances and consequences that we can't even imagine because I was a social media cheerleader, you know, in 2010. And now I'm kind of like, you know, I think maybe we all ought to stay off of there (laughs) more often Um, because things change and we don't see how things are going to happen. So I think our role in this new and revitalized form of copy blogger, much like it uh, made the transition from the more, idealistic form of blogging into commercial blogging, then into content marketing, then into the entire last decade of, of social media and content-fueled marketing. I think we need to to help shepherd this along, um, both be, uh, just as practitioners. I like how Tim mentioned that, that we all do this stuff and have been and have proven track records and have results that we can point to So, that hopefully people will trust that, hey, we're not leading you astray. We're trying to lead you through a period of time where things are going to happen quicker. Change is going to be a little more dramatic. But the potential of these new technologies on our own abilities as practitioners, as marketers, uh, as entrepreneurs, what have you, it's going to be amazing if done correctly. And I think that's the best way at a broad level I can talk about what role copy bloggers are going to play uh, going forward to really not, not to try to help everyone. We've never tried to help everyone. We've always been partial to the writers of the world who have a, a, a marketing and entrepreneurial aspect to what they do. And we're not, we're going to stick with that, but that's a, that's an area where you're really marrying in my mind, uh, creativity and technology, or to put it another way, the killer and the poet which is a theme we've revisited many times over the years. Uh, It goes back to a quote uh, in Ogilvy on advertising. David Ogilvy didn't say it himself. He was quoting someone else, but it was basically some copywriters only think of copy as a means to an end and others as a means unto itself or as art, The uh, the poet and the killer. If you're a killer and a poet, you get rich. And I think that's the opportunity we have, but it'll be in the context of rapid technological change where an individual creative person can do more than ever if they're not running away from the technology. And I think that's the hurdle we have to get through. And, and who else but Copyblogger could get people comfortable with being both poet and killer? That's, that's my teaser for what we're doing.
1: I'm really excited. And so next week, Tim and I will be back. Uh, Brian, without you, again, talking behind your back, you'll have to listen to after (laughs) the record to find out I I know, guys. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do a deep dive next week. It's probably going to be a little bit longer than 30 minutes. Probably going to extend closer to 45 or 60 minutes. Uh, I'm really excited to do more of a deep dive of what we're going to be doing for Copyblogger going forward and talk through some of the strategies. Uh, And in the following weeks after that, we're going to talk to uh, Pat Flynn and some other exciting people and talk about what they've been doing uh, for their more modern approach to content, uh, as we do dive into, I don't want to call it a post social media society, but as a society who has Brian, you're, you're talking about how we feel different about social media now than in 2010. I think it's a really, you know, it's a really interesting point in time, 10 years later to think about that, but to think of a more modern way of how we approach content. Um, then when we were doing it in 2006 and 2010 and even 2015, uh, so really excited to dive into that more next week. Uh, we'll be really practical, we'll be really technical, we'll also be really fun, uh, and show some examples, uh, as well. So I'm excited to dive into that next week and excited to dive into community things that we're going to be, uh, releasing as well. And Brian teased a little bit about it, but we'll, we'll have more information about that coming soon as well.
0: All right. Well, Tim. Welcome aboard, Daryl. Thanks for being, I guess, the catalyst for this new direction. I haven't been quite this excited uh, in a while. But I'm, you know, it, it's one of those things where sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I'm going to move on to something else. And I, and I'm able to do other things because I have great partners like you. But on the other hand, I'm also really excited to take Copy Blogger into a new decade and. Uh, and just be a shining light through as we've always tried to be.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks everybody. We'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, happy new year.